Hello and welcome to the Goodcast. My name is Jan and I'm the co-founder of Good, an online health coaching business. For the past couple of months, I've been writing a weekly newsletter about health and behavior change. And if there's something I've learned, it's that people learn differently based on their personality type and the context of their lives. So this podcast serves as an experiment to create a very short but actionable piece of audio. For now, I will be reading out my weekly newsletter, but who knows where it will take us. I'm very happy you're listening, so without further ado, let's get started. Yesterday, Morgan and I celebrated 10 years together. When I look at our old pictures, it's unbelievable how much we changed. The baby face, or in my case, the belly fat is gone. Many people need to fall in love physically before they're willing to explore a match or potential relationship. Don't tell me anyone is reading the Tinder bios before looking at the photos. It would be an interesting experiment to build an app like that though. Physical attraction can be as obvious as body composition. Still, we can also fall in love with the timbre of a voice, or the light in one's eyes, or the scent of a body. The study of romantic attraction isn't clear-cut science, though. Some explain it through sheer biological mechanisms, that we instinctively select mates who will increase the survival of our species, Others refer to social theory and and, and identify that there's some computer-like speed process of sizing each other up, that there needs to be a balance in the exchange of physical appearance, social rank, financial status, and various personality personality traits, such as kindness or a sense of humor. Whatever it was in our case, we wouldn't have lasted this long if it weren't for the intrinsic rewards our relationship procured. In the pursuit of happiness, it's common to focus on extrinsic rewards, money, material goods, status or praise. There's a moment of joy when you get what you want, and depending on what you got, that can last for a while. But sadly enough, as we build up tolerance for what we get, that feeling wears off. We need more and bigger rewards to feel the same level of satisfaction and pleasure. Of course, there are exceptions to this, but in my case, it's absolutely right. The more I dig for this type of joy, the harder it gets to stay satisfied. Psychologists have dubbed this hedonic adaptation, and it's one of the biggest obstacles to long-term happiness. When we set out to do activities that generate intrinsic rewards like social connection or personal strength development or or even positive emotions, the chances of prolonged happiness increase massively. Enjoying the act of doing what you're doing is enough to feel great. When you're creating new habits, it's a good idea to explore as much as you can. It's not easy to find what works for you, and there's no guarantee for success if you try to copy what others tell you has worked for them. 
In my case, it took me years and years before I found a sport I was willing to get in shape for. But then suddenly I discovered surfing and everything clicked. I had so much fun, even though I am still the biggest cook, that's kind of surf for newbie, I'm willing to put in the work. That is why we talk about the importance of joy before growth. If you dislike working out in the gym, chances are you'll stop going before you hit your target. If you're not enjoying the dry salad without dressing and taste, there's no way you'll stay motivated to eat healthy. Whatever motivates you is hyper-personal. But some general concepts seem to apply to everything that makes us happy. It's satisfying work that is well-defined with the hope of success. Mixed with some form of social connection and a deeper meaning to what you're doing, these are the recipes for intrinsic rewards and prolonged satisfaction. These are all motivations that lead to deeper engagement with the world we live in, the people we connect with. They cause us to things that are self-motivating or what scientists call autotelic. That's why we started to create a database of experiences, exercises, just things to do and label them so we can figure out what works for different types of people in, in all kinds of settings. Our coaching is different because we go further than just holding up the mirror. Maybe we're not coaches by the book, actually don't, I don't know. Um, but it's clear people need precise and actionable, actionable steps to get motivated. So are you in need of some inspiration, someone to help you discover what works for you? You know what to do. Get in touch. Check out the links in the show notes and you know, just reach out. We can help you find what works for you. Have a great week. Until next week, Jan.